Coming up next on The Jeff Curley Show, how would you like to live young for a lifetime? We'll be talking to an international expert next. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Curley, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team. And the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is the Jeff Crilly Show. I remember when I was growing up, uh, you watched TV, you saw the Waltons, you saw Sanford and Son, you saw old people on TV. I challenge you to name a hit TV show, you know, in prime time that even has an old person on TV. Nobody wants to grow old. To talk about that today, Jeff Gladden with Gladden Longevity. Thanks for coming on the show. Oh, Jeff, it's great to be here. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Well, you have a fascinating story because uh, you're a cardiologist and uh, presumably know all you need to know about good health, but you yourself were getting Sick. Yeah, that's right. I, I practiced interventional cardiology here in Dallas for about 25 years, and I did a lot of things in that space. You know, I built my own heart group, uh, Advanced Heart Care. I co-founded the Heart Hospital up in Plano, wow. been involved with medical device companies, started cath labs and things like this in outlying communities. But then um, in my 50s, I did get sick. You know, I was putting on weight. I was getting to the point where I was tired all the time. You know, dad's always tired. It was tough to get out of bed. And then when I would be stressed, I would feel myself get anxious and I would just kind of go over a cliff of depression. It wasn't like you could talk yourself out. It was just like you were going. Wow. And it was like, wow, what's happening to me? And uh, it was particularly scary because my dad died with dementia, right? So it's like I was getting brain fog on top of that. And it was a very, uh, very troubling time. Yeah, we're going to pull up your bio page off of your website, and as we scroll down, uh, it just, you know, look at all the awards. And so how could a, a smart guy like you fall into a trap of depression? Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting because it, it turned out that um, I was tired all the time because I had something called subclinical hypothyroidism, which basically meant that even though my thyroid test looked okay, um, blood tests, that is, my biometric testing showed that clearly my cells were not getting enough thyroid. And on top of that, genetically, I don't convert inactive thyroid to active thyroid in my brain very efficiently. So the two of those combined, you know, all of a sudden I'm tired all the time. My brain's not working as well. And on top of that, genetically, we found out that I don't make certain neurotransmitters very efficiently. So that was the reason for the anxiety, uh, the depression, and also the brain fog. So once you understood those things, once I understood those things, <clears throat> I was able to kind of crack the code for myself and get on the right combination of supplements and things like that, avoid certain foods, et cetera. And all of a sudden with the right thyroid, the lights came back on. I was hormonally depleted. I needed some testosterone. I got testosterone, DHEA, and got those coordinated in the right way. It's not just taking them. It's actually knowing how to manage all the metabolites. And once I got all that sorted out, then it was like, wow, I feel great again. And I started to wonder, geez, if I feel this good, I wonder how good I can be. 
Wow. We've got a slideshow, and I'm going to let you kind of steer the car at this point. Sure. As we put this up on the screen, just uh, you go ahead and call for the next slide. Yeah. So really, this is uh, Gladden Longevity. And really, you know, our motto is to live young and live young for a lifetime. And the reason that we talk about it this way is because longevity itself is kind of an abstraction. You know, when you think about what's it going to be like to be 100 or 120 or I want to be 156 or somebody wants to be 180 or 300, you know, what does that even mean? Because everybody you saw that was 100 years old or 110, it's like, man, I don't know. That's not exactly not exactly what I'm going for, right? So, but we all know what it is to be young. We all know what it is to be vibrant. And so my concept of longevity is to turn back the clock, be young, stay young, figure out how to crack the code on aging, stay young, and live young for a lifetime. And it's such a, such a joyous way to live. Let's look at the next slide. So <clears throat> this is the book that I've written that's be coming out in the next couple of months, 100 is the New 30. And the subtitle is How Playing the Symphony of Longevity Will Enable Us to Live Young for a Lifetime. And it'll be a, it's a great read. It'll be a great, great book. People will enjoy that. Uh, we can let you know when it comes out. Next slide. So really, the way I look at it is that your greatest asset is actually staying youthful. And <clears throat> this is because when you're young, longevity comes along for the ride. Really, everything that happens to us related to age, aging decline, age, you know, diseases of aging, all happen with the aging process. Whereas if we actually stay young, many of those things never happen in the first place. Next slide. So one of the biggest problems in this whole area that I see is that people have a misconception of the game that we're all actually playing. We think that aging is a linear process. Every year we have another birthday. I don't feel that much different than I did last year. You know, it's a linear process. Oh, I don't feel like I should, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna start working out, I'm gonna eat better, I'm gonna exercise, I'm gonna get a tracker, um, and that'll be my response. But in actual fact, let's look at the next slide. <clears throat> You'll see that aging is actually an exponential process. It's not a linear process. And there are drivers of aging, physiologic drivers of aging that are causing this process to actually accelerate. And interestingly enough, we see this all the time. We see it in people, we know that people between 80 and 90, for example, or 70 and 80 age so much faster than between 30 and 40 or 40 and 50. And yet we have a very hard time relating to it. Like if I were to ask you, what are you going to be like 10 years from now, right? I hope, I hope the same. Right. <laughs> it's hard or 50. It's very hard to conceptualize that you're going to be much different than you are, right? So we don't really even relate to the game that we're playing. And yet we see it all around us. Everybody around us is going down exponentially, um, but we can't even relate to it. So we're at a real disadvantage. We don't even play the game that we're in. Next slide. <clears throat> so... This is a, a slide from some data from Stanford <clears throat> that basically shows that aging is not a symmetric process. It's actually asymmetric. And these are proteins that are released into the blood that are along with the aging process. They basically show that the aging process is, is happening. So <clears throat> you can see that youth actually ends at about age 26. And there's a real sweep in aging that goes up to about age 34. The rate of aging plateaus a little bit. You can see there's another bump in the late 50s into about 60. But look at the, look at the rise in aging-related proteins that are released into the blood between 63 and 78. That's 15 years of massive aging, right? Wow. This is not linear. This is an exponential game that we're playing. 
And so for people to actually have a strategy, if their strategy is, well, I'm going to eat better, I'm going to exercise, I'm going to sleep, I'm going to reduce stress, learn to meditate, that is a linear response to an exponential problem. It's a linear response to an exponential problem. It will never work. It will work for two years, four years, six years, but soon it'll be swept to the side because that exponential process is occurring. Sure. Next slide. Part of the tragedy of this is that there's also an exponential process to our lives in terms of our ability to make an impact. So every decade, our ability to have an impact on the planet goes up. Every year we have more relationships, more resources, more knowledge, more wisdom, right? And more to share with the world, if you will. And the tragedy is that when those two lines intersect, we can still have increase in impact for a while, but then it really craters when our health falls. Sure. And that's the tragedy of life. We see so many talented people that lose their ability to make an impact, to make their contribution. Next slide. So <clears throat> at Gladden Longevity, what we've designed is a IRB approved trial called Life Raft, which is really designed to keep us young. And the way you think about it is that if you were to stay 30 for a lifetime, look what it does to your ability to have impact, right? It goes up exponentially every decade. And this is a life, this is a paradigm of life that no one has yet to live on the planet. But we think it's actually possible to do that. Wow. So this is why we're excited. It's not, I don't have any fear of death. If I die this afternoon, that's okay. But it's really, I don't wanna go through the areas of decline. I wanna give up my ability to have impact and have growing exponential impact. That's sure. really what I think the joy of life is. So we're really trying to change that paradigm for the whole planet. And we do it now through this trial as the initial you know, arrows that we're shooting in that direction. Outstanding. Yeah. Let's go back to your book because I want to know what uh, you're going to, what will the reader learn in your book? Um, <clears throat> they're going to learn a lot. Uh, the, um, the way that I've constructed this is that really there, to have an exponential solution to an exponential problem, it takes four areas, right? The first is life energy, right? You have to have this life energy circle dialed in. We can talk about that. The second is longevity itself. You have to actually go straight at the drivers of aging. And <clears throat> the world that we live in now, there are three types of medicine. There's traditional symptom-driven medicine, which I was trained in, cardiology, et cetera. You have chest pain, come see me. If I ask you, did you see your doctor today? Well, no, I feel fine, right? It's all symptom-driven. Right. Then below that, you have functional medicine, right? Integrative medicine. And these are, these are wonderful ways to look at disease processes but they don't really get at the drivers of aging, which is longevity medicine, which is going right after the hallmarks of aging. And I think the, the medicine of the future is to actually go at the hallmarks of aging, pick up the functional pieces to understand the, the root cause of what's happening, and then take care of the symptoms at the same time. Wow. This is where medicine is going. This is how we practice today. Sure. Right. It, it occurs to me that we've all seen presidents that go into office looking youthful. That's and right. Eight years later, that you almost noticing that. Yeah. Right. Um, stress. Talk about the role of stress in oh, aging. Oh yeah, it's massive. So when it comes to life energy, you know, anxiety, stress, things like this, these these processes that we all experience, they drive the aging process. In addition to the other drivers of aging, the physiologic drivers of aging. And so being able to master this part of life, right, to where people actually feel loved, they have self-love, they're not beating themselves up all the time, mm. where people actually feel safe, right? I find most anxiety, most fear, most anger is related to people not feeling safe. Right? Sure. 
And so how do you give yourself safety? Because nothing external to us will ever make us feel safe. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care where you went to school. I don't care what country you live in. Anything can be taken away, right? And so how do you actually give yourself safety that's really durable, right? And then I think there are other things that are important, like having great relationships and being spiritually aligned and having a greater sense of purpose. I call it an energetic alignment with the universe. And when you're able to actually master these things, stress and anxiety go away, sure. right? You can live a life that's unencumbered. You're not living in reaction to past traumas. You're not really worried about what happens in the economy. You have a confidence that you go forward. And solving that piece of it becomes a massive asset in living young for a lifetime. Okay, is it ever too late to get involved in your program? Have you ever run across somebody that I can't really help you? Yes, it is too late. There are horses that get out of the barn that cannot get back in. Um, you know, we've been asked to consult with people that are, you know, don't have long to live. Can we be helpful to them? We can be helpful to them, but can we reverse that? No, we can't. We simply can't, not at least today. Um, you know, this is the kind of thing where actually starting younger, uh, it's so much easier to make a 40-year-old 30 than it is to take a 70-year-old and make them 30. Yes. Right? And another thing that's really critical to this is your mindset. Like, I wake up 27 every day, right? I was born in 1954. I had a birthday in February. You can do the math. But I wake up 27 every day. And the reason that's so critical is because it sets the reference point. So if there's a day that I wake up and I don't feel 27, it's like, oh, I should feel 27, not... Mm. Oh, well, I'm pretty good for my age. I'm, this is expected. No, this is how it should be. I don't ever acquiesce to that because people acquiesce to the aging process. So I'm 27. I'm going to be 27. I'm going to go run four miles. I'm going to go stand up paddle. I'm going to go ride my mountain bike, whatever I want to do, right? And I will live into that. So that becomes very important. So there are people that get to the end of life where we can't get them back. Sure. And if you start young and if you change your mindset about being young, that's a massive step in the right direction. What's your favorite story of someone you've helped? You don't have to name them, but like who, who comes to mind when you say, this is why I do what I do? Uh, there are many, 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 many people. You know, I just got a, uh, uh, a text actually from <clears throat> uh, a client of ours who came to us really with, you know, some prostate issues. He was overweight. He was struggling with prediabetes. Um, he was short of breath. Um, he was not sleeping well, and he said, you know, I don't know if it's too late for me. It's not. He was in his 60s. Yes, we can totally help you. Um, and he really applied himself. And in the course of a year's time, I just got a text from him. <clears throat> I want to thank you so much. I'm here on this ride through the East Coast of the, of the U.S., um, People that are 20 years younger than me can't keep up on me on these 80 mile rides that we're doing every day. And it's like, this is the best. This is the total best. I have race car drivers that are thinking they're about to retire. Now they're beating everybody. Wow. Right. People that ski that thought they couldn't keep up with their kids. Now their kids can't keep up with them. This is living young. And this is what's possible. It's actually possible. Um, you wow. have to you have to want it, but it's possible. OK, we only have a couple minutes left. Uh, final thoughts. What would you like to leave the viewer with? Well, I think, I think the biggest challenge for the viewer is to reframe the aging process because I think it's been so normalized. It's normalized by your physician. Like when I got sick and when I got tested, I was basically told, hey, you know, everything checks out okay for your age. You're just getting older. Why don't you take an antidepressant? And that was at the point where I said, no, I don't think so. And two and a half years later, I was able to crack the code for myself, utilizing functional medicine, integrative medicine, things like this. 
So if you acquiesce to the aging process, it's game over. The other thing that's critical that we do in our practice is we have thousands of solutions, but we're only married to the questions. How good can we be? How do we make 100 to new 30? And how do we live well beyond 120? And if you as a viewer are really married to your current answers, no, this is how I eat, this is how I exercise, I know how to do this, I know how to do that, then you're already in the backwash mm -hmm. because life is changing very quickly. And if you're not adapting to those changes, if you're not asking the questions, how do I do this better? How do I be stronger? How do I have more mental resilience? Then you'll never really get there from my perspective. Outstanding. You've been an amazing guest. So we're going to end with the website, which is gladdenlongevity.com. The great Jeff Gladden. Thanks for coming on the show. Oh, my pleasure. Really great. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.